thief and a killer read by nihar sakib robbie arrived outside the home a few minutes before the couple was supposed to leave one of the household uh, staff had overheard the conversation between the husband and the wife and about their going out that night for some party that the boss was throwing so robbie had confirmed information that they would be leaving any time after 7 for the shindig and sure enough at 7:05 the couple walked out of the bungalow got into their car and left robbie saw that the wife was walking behind the man dragging her feet walking reluctantly and the husband his name was rajan gestured to her to hurry up he looked irritated with her it seemed as if she wasn't so keen on going but he was but what did robbie care whether they wanted to go or not was it relevant to him as long as they went out and stayed out till the time he did his business in their home it's like using the toilet when one is in there doing their business one wouldn't want someone to walk in on them pretty embarrassing same as when a person is stealing something he wants to do his business in private without any disturbances whatsoever so after robbie saw them go he waited for 10 more minutes before moving towards the bungalow robbie had been in this business for around 5 years and he knew many people return a few minutes later after realizing they had forgotten something or the other at home and he didn't want to hurry in and get caught red handed In Robbie's estimate if they didn't come back in 10 minutes they were really far away to return and he could safely break in without expecting any shocks in the form of an unexpected return of the homeowner next Robbie looked around for any nosy neighbors and he saw none so far so good he made his way to the bungalow and looking around casually as if looking for an address one final glance around no one was noticing and robbie was finally slid in through the gate as quiet as a sneaky snake he went to the back door and started working his magic with the help of his tools robbie had the back door open in no time robbie already knew there was no alarm in the place so robbie entered slowly and closed the door behind him robbie crouched down and let his eyes get accustomed to the darkness also robbie waited for any unpleasant surprise maybe a guest who had come in at the last moment was still at home but there was no one there absolute silence so robbie stood up and switched on the flashlight making sure that he stayed away from the windows he made his way to the bedroom where they kept their valuables on the way he started picking up and putting in his bag whatever he thought was of value one of these was a bottle of scotch from the bar robbie reached the bedroom and moved to the cupboard where he knew the safe was it contained the gold jewelry that he had come for he wished he could get it open he wasn't sure that he could but he certainly tried his best you see robbie wasn't a very good thief he was in fact a salesman and he wasn't a very good salesman either it would be correct to say that robbie was a jack of all trades and master of none and instead of breaking into people's homes and stealing stuff he would much rather be a law abiding citizen but what could robbie do he needed the money badly he was in debt and owed money to the wrong kind of people there was no other option by the wrong kind of people he meant pommy the elusive bad man of the town who was behind all of the organized crime indirectly he was behind the crime he was about to commit too because the money from it would eventually go back to pommy only 
and Robbie had heard that Rajan, who owned the place he was about to rob, was Pommy's accountant and was quite a horrible ass himself. And if someone was to compile a list of horrible people who deserved to be robbed, his name would come out second after Pommy. The way Robbie saw it, Robbie was Robin Hood, and the man of this house was the sheriff of Nottingham, or at least his accountant. In short, Robbie was robbing Pommy's goon and then returning the money to Pommy to save his skin. So Robbie started to work on the safe. His informant had been giving information that the couple was going to remain out till late. His entire focus was trying to get the damn safe open when suddenly his heart leapt in his ribcage and got caught in his throat. Robbie couldn't breathe. It was as if his heart was choking him. Were those footsteps he heard? Hmm, yes. Robbie heard the outer gate open and footsteps approached the bungalow and then the front door opened and somebody came into the home. Robbie had been frozen till now and was hoping it was just some visitor who would leave on seeing that there was no one at home. But this person had entered the place and Robbie had to move quickly or he would be caught red-handed with his hand in the cookie jar, so to speak. He looked around and saw the options he had under the bed, behind the door, in the adjoining bathroom or at the cupboard. Robbie made a quick decision and entered the cupboard and he hid behind the hanging clothes. He closed the door from inside, leaving a slight gap in the door to see what was happening outside. Who was this unexpected visitor? He was wondering. He kept on peering through the gap, heart beating like mad, not daring to breathe. And then someone came in, right into the room he was hidden in. And what Robbie saw made his heart cower within his ribcage, like a scared puppy. It was the woman of the bungalow, the one Robbie had seen reluctantly following her husband to the car. And now she was back. This job was over for him now. Damn the safe, damn the goods in it. Robbie needed to be out of here right now. He started to think ahead. What if she came to the room and opened the cupboard? What if she found him there? What would Robbie do? Should he attack her if she found him? He would have to hurt her, he guessed, if he wanted to remain a free man. Robbie was preparing himself. If she came to the cupboard and opened the door, he would catch her by surprise. Robbie would push her away hard, real hard, and then make his way to the door and run out into the dark of the night. Let her shout her lungs out. She couldn't catch him. And then the shock of finding a man in the cupboard would probably slow her down in reaction anyways. Robbie would have to give her the fright of her life if he had to escape. So Robbie was on edge, unblinking eyes, muscle tense, body ready to pounce, heart beating like mad, breaths coming in gasps. Through the gap in the door, he saw the woman enter the bedroom and take off the dress she was wearing. She was now in her undergarments. As much as Robbie wanted to look away, he couldn't. She was damn attractive. Her body was flawless, spotless. Robbie wasn't a rapist or a pervert or anything and he couldn't peel his eyes off of her. But then he noticed something. Were those sobs that he heard? Was she crying? Yes, she was. In her undergarment, she sat down on the foot of the bed and wiped her tears from her eyes. Then she got up and kept walking around like a trapped animal. And then angrily, she walked up to the vase and threw it down on the floor, crashing it into bits. She took the photos onto the mantelpiece and threw them down too. She was wrecking the place. Robbie kept on watching spellbound. What the hell was this? The woman looked distressed and furious at the same time. She had gone loony. And now Robbie was getting a bad feeling in the pit of his stomach. He had a feeling that things were going to get much worse. Soon his suspicion was confirmed. As she took off the bed sheets and made them into a taut rope and flung them over the fan, Robbie was stunned. The worst was happening. The woman in her undergarments was tying the bed sheet to the fan and with the sinking of his heart, Robbie realized that she was about to kill herself. 
she really was going to do it this wasn't an act she wasn't doing this in front of her husband hoping that he will come at the last moment and stop her and apologize for whatever he had done this wasn't a show meant for someone's eyes she was supposed to be alone and she was really doing it she pulled a chair under the fan and got on to it put the noose around her neck and just stood there as if taking a final decision and robbie just stood watching trying to think of the repercussions of what was happening his thoughts were on his own well-being robbie was in a dilemma what was he to do if she really took the big step he could just emerge from the cupboard and make his way out from there and be as far away from this as possible nobody would know and he would keep his mouth shut about the events of the night it would be a case of suicide and no one would suspect he was a witness to it but if things were found missing then there would be a suspicion of robbery and suicide could easily look like murder luckily he hadn't stolen much till now and he could just run out with whatever he had and dump it somewhere outside hoping that rajan wouldn't even realize that there was some stuff missing and that there was a robbery happening at his place while his wife was killing herself there was no way robbie could stop to keep everything back it was clear to him that the wife and rajan were not on the best of terms and she was taking this step because of him she had returned from wherever they were going alone and rajan had carried on without being concerned about her also she had thrown photos of him down from the mantelpiece so robbie was sure that there was trouble in paradise in a way killing herself was the best thing that could happen to him right now this was his way out If he took the extreme step, Robbie would be a free man within minutes. Robbie wouldn't have to hurt her while escaping too. But then, could Robbie just watch her kill herself? Could Robbie just watch her die? Yes, he could. It was her or him now. If he saved her, he would be embroiled in their situation. At least she would know that he had broken in and maybe she would talk and tell everyone about him. And even as Robbie was thinking about all this, he saw do it. She had taken the extreme step. With the noose around her neck, she kicked out the chair from under her feet. This was it. She was hanging herself. Now Robbie could just come out and walk away, forget this night ever happened. Maybe the dying woman would see him walking away, and that would be the last thing she ever saw. And so he stepped out of the cupboard, started walking out, trying not to look at the dying woman. But he couldn't look away from the flailing dying woman. She was struggling, trying to free herself. It's said that a dying person fights like an animal to stay alive. Even if the mind wants the body dead, the body resists wanting to keep itself alive. It says to the mind, buzz off, I want to live. The body doesn't function like one unit. There is conflict within the dying person. And there was conflict within him as well. Robbie saw that she was fighting to keep alive. Maybe she had changed her mind after all. Women usually do that, you know. They say something, do something entirely opposite. And same was the case with him. While his mind told him to walk away, his body was resisting. He should have walked towards the door and got the hell out of there and be a free man. Instead, he ran towards her, tried to save her. You must be saying what a stupid thing to do. But well, that was Robbie, you know. Always the knight in shiny stolen armor. Robbie the robber, robbing and saving combined in one. So Robbie pulled the chair back under her feet, climbed on it, lifted her semi-naked body and tried to pull her neck out of the noose. It was at that time Robbie saw her eyes looking into his fear and shock in them. Where the hell did you come from? Her eyes seemed to be asking his. Robbie looked away, not wanting to reply to those deep, deep eyes. And as he tried to free her from the noose, trying to pull her lovely neck out of the loop, she hit him on the face with her hands. She started to beat him up. He was saving her damn it, and she was resisting him. She didn't have much strength. So despite her vicious attack Robbie was able to save her by lifting her and taking the noose off her neck. He managed to finally bring her down. 
There, his good deed of the day was done. As Robbie brought her down on the bed and put her there, she was still trying to fight him and free herself. But he held her hands and feet by sitting on her. Then she tried to bite his hands and Robbie did what he had to do for the first time in his life. Robbie slapped a woman and she fell back dazed. All the life drained out of her. Robbie was panting from all the work he had done as he sat on top of her. Slowly she calmed down and he calmed down as well. Robbie realized that this was the time for him to get his ass out of there. So he got off her and moved away from her and he began to make his way to the door. He saw her get up again and go to the chair and pull it below the nose and stand on it. What the hell? She was trying to hang herself again. She was clumsily pulling the chair back under the fan and all. So Robbie moved quickly and pushed her away, got on the chair himself and with some difficulty pulled down the bedsheet from the fan. There, now the noose was gone. And even as Robbie was doing this, he saw her eyeing a sharp piece of the broken ways. She was moving towards it. Was she going to attack him with that? Or was she going to slit her wrist? He didn't want to find out. So he moved back to her and tried to hold her. She struggled against him but had no strength. He pulled her away from the mess she had created. The broken ways, the shards of glass from the photographs. Everything lay on the floor. Everything that could be used by her to kill herself or to kill him. He pulled her away from it all and threw her back on the bed. She was trying to get up so he threw himself on top of her. His hands on her hands, his legs on hers and he lay on top of her as if they were a couple about to make love. His face was very close to her and he could feel her hot breath on his face. She was still struggling but then realized Robbie had her pinned down really good. Slowly she gave up, all the fire dying down in her. And for the first time she turned and looked at him up close. Robbie realized how strikingly beautiful she was. Anyway, Robbie peeled his eyes away from her as this wasn't the time or place for such thoughts to enter his brain. Now that he had saved her, he had uh, to keep her alive. Robbie kept her pinned down. This was a dilemma. If Robbie let her go, she would again try to kill herself. And if he kept on sitting there, sooner or later he would get caught by someone. Rajan might come back. What to do? Robbie was thinking hard. Finally, she spoke, telling him to let her go. Robbie said he would do so only if she did not try to hurt herself or him. She agreed and slowly Robbie got off of her. And once again he saw her moving towards the broken glass pieces. Or at least he thought she was moving towards them. He was frustrated. He knew that if he left her like that she would surely go down to kill herself again. So he did what he had to do. He grabbed the bed sheets he had pulled down from the fan and jumped on her again. She began to struggle. Ordering Robbie to leave her, instead he used the bedsheet to tie her down. Why was she doing this? Robbie asked her, trying to distract her. Trying to play the mental health expert, trying to knock some sense into her in his own little way. She didn't want to live anymore, was her reply. As if I didn't know that, Robbie said. What I'm asking is, why are you trying to kill yourself? Is it because of your husband? Yes, it is because of that asshole. If he's an asshole, you shouldn't be the one killing yourself. Leave him. Walk away. Walk out on him. That's not as easy as it sounds. He's not such a nice man. And he works for a man who's even worse. So what? There aren't many nice men in this world. That doesn't mean that you go around trying to kill yourself. There are ways that such people can be handled. Robbie began to explain to her, trying to calm her down. And she was listening, hanging on to every word he said. He had become the waiter and she was his guest. 
he was trying to sell her the concept of ordering another helping of a dish called life and because he was engrossed in trying to make her understand he didn't hear him enter the place and creep up behind him robbie was in the middle of a sentence when the world came crashing down on him it was like the world had ended robbie fell from the bed onto the floor and he had been hit on his head with a blunt instrument and now was dazed and incapacitated the next few minutes were a blur robbie could make out that rajan the suicidal woman's mad husband had returned he must have seen his sexy wife scantily clad on the bed with him on top of her tying her down with bed sheets he must have presumed robbie was trying to rape her or that they were having some kind of kinky intimate rendezvous and he did what any concerned and caring husband would do he hit robbie fast and hard which left him dazed and stunned it was a horrible night that robbie was having he had acted the hero save the woman from killing herself and he had almost got killed as thanks but the night was an ending and it was actually just beginning robbie was expecting the cops there any moment surely he must have called them by now after he found his half naked wife tied up by a intruder robbie was sure he wouldn't call pommy instead pommy was too big a man to be involved in his accountant's family issues as robbie's vision cleared and other senses began functioning again he saw that they were alone it was just the crazy husband rajan talking to the loony wife he seemed in a mad rage robbie saw him even slapping her and pulling her hair what the hell was happening robbie wondered why hadn't rajan called the cops and what was he planning to do with robbie robbie tried to move but then realized he had been tied up he tried to free himself and seeing him move rajan walked up to him up close he completely looked like the madman he was reputed to be he had a large kitchen knife in his hand he was fuming murder in his eyes he looked at robbie and said that he was going to kill his wife and her boyfriend boyfriend at this point robbie realized he had got it all wrong he was thinking robbie was the boyfriend and seemed to be even madder than if robbie had been just a petty thief or a rapist robbie's head was spinning the night was getting too much for him he was wondering what was happening and why it was happening in this such a strange way and why was it all happening to him wasn't he the good guy here he had to explain so he began to talk trying to make it clear that he was only trying to save rajan's suicidal wife this got rajan's attention what did robbie mean he asked him rajan pulled up an easy chair in front of robbie and leaned forward to listen to what he had to say robbie clearly explained to him everything that had happened the return of the wife her trying to hang herself how robbie endangered himself by saving her and then keeping her alive and how rajan had entered at the wrong moment and got the wrong idea robbie explained that he was just a knight in shining armor instead of a lustful boyfriend rajan thought he was rajan kept on listening and nodding intelligently as if he clearly understood what had happened and saw the logic in what robbie was saying robbie was sure he would be grateful and instantly apologize maybe let him go without calling the cops but even after the short story was over rajan kept on sitting there thinking it was evident that he didn't believe a word of what robbie had said and then rajan spoke telling robbie what he thought had happened rajan's wife pretending to fight with him while they were heading to a party where he wanted to go and she didn't angrily she got off the car made her way back home because she had already planned a tryst with a kinky lover and while they were in the middle of a tryst the poor innocent husband accidentally returned 
the same caring husband who thought that going to a party without his wife would not look nice so he returned to reconcile and take his wife all along and what he found instead was his scantily clad wife in a compromising position with her boyfriend in the grip of passion they had trashed up the place and had no fear of repercussions of what they were doing they didn't care how it looked to anyone and now what was the poor husband to do call the cops tell them what that the wife was having an affair would you please arrest her and her boyfriend they would laugh at him everyone would find out the world would laugh at him it always works like that when a husband abandons a wife for a mistress she is pitied sympathized treated with compassion but when a wife leaves a husband for her lover everyone laughs at the husband There must be something wrong with him that's why she left him if people found out about his wife's affair he was doomed he worked in a company where all the goons would be lining up to screw his wife she would be considered easy and fair game for everyone he would lose his standing and respect in the organization and if pommy found out he would be the first one to screw his wife pommy had a thing for her since he laid eyes on her because she seemed to be married to one of his men there was protocol involved so pommy couldn't touch her but if he found out that she was fast and loose there would be no stopping him he couldn't let that happen he would be dealing with this with honor while rajan was saying this robby was shaking his head almost violently trying to get a word in finally rajan stopped talking robby began to speak robby told him he had got it all wrong was a misunderstanding robby turned to his wife who was tied up in bed and asked her to explain the truth but she didn't back him up maybe she didn't want her husband to know that she was really planning to kill herself and if she wasn't willing to confess about her suicide attempt then she would have to blame him for what happened if she kept quiet then rajan would presume robby was whatever he thought robby was and at this point he was going with the theory that robby was the crazy lover of his promiscuous wife this was much much worse than what robby had initially thought he had no option but to tell rajan to call the cops and let them decide as the clues were clearly visible Rajan's wife's neck had red marks indicating she was about to hang herself and also why were his marriage photos and the vase broken also why would a boyfriend come to a secret tryst with his lover at her home and then go around trashing the place it didn't make sense if it was supposed to be a secret they would be doing it well secretly Rajan was looking at Robbie thinking wondering what to believe then robby remembered he told rajan that he had proof to back up his story robby remembered his own bag in which he had the tools of his trade along with what he had picked up from rajan's home and all of this chaos it had been kicked away somewhere and couldn't be seen but it had to be there in that room somewhere robby told rajan to look under the bed he would surely find his bag and that would prove that robby was a thief and if robby was a thief that meant he wasn't her lover that also meant that what robby said earlier was true He was just trying to save Rajan's wife, but Rajan was not listening to logic. He kept on looking at Robby, then got up, stepped out of the room for something. Robby turned desperately to the suicidal wife, whispering to tell her the truth, but she seemed dazed and beyond it all. It was as if she didn't really care what happened to her, what happened to him. Within minutes, Rajan returned. He was carrying a drink in his hand, a whiskey on the rocks, but he had a strange look on his face. Robby asked him what happened. He said that he had a rare bottle of scotch that gone missing. He remembered clearly where he had kept it. He was saving it for a special occasion, but now the bottle was gone. Robbie remembered that when he was passing the bar, he had just opened it to get a glance at the goods inside. And he had seen this fancy-looking bottle. And 
picked it up, put it in his bag to enjoy it after his work was over. Robbie realized that the bottle was the proof he needed to convince Rajan that he really was a thief. So Robbie told the psycho husband that he had stolen the bottle from his bar and it was in his bag somewhere in the room itself. If Rajan would just make the effort of looking around, he would surely find his scotch bottle along with the other stuff he had stolen that would prove that his story was true. Now this got Rajan's attention. Nothing hurts a man as much as his favorite drink being stolen, especially a bottle that he had saved for so long. So he got up and started to look around. He checked the cupboard first and Robbie too started looking around. Robbie spotted it under the bed and pointed it out to Rajan. Rajan got the bag from under the bed and sure enough found the scotch bottle inside along with a few other things Robbie had picked up from his home. And Robbie was pretty embarrassed to see what Rajan found in his bag as one of the things Robbie had picked up from the cupboard was Rajan's wife's lacy panties. Robbie knew it was stupid of him to have done this perversion but he did it and the psycho Rajan found it and raised it in his hands and looked at Robbie burning coals for where his eyes had been. Robbie looked away and began to fumble for words as he tried to tell him that the lacy panty thingy must have fallen accidentally into the bag. Rajan checked everything Robbie had taken and for the first time in his life Robbie felt good at being caught red-handed as a thief. Now it would surely be all over. Rajan would either be grateful and let Robbie go free for saving the life of his wife or hand him over to the cops as a thief. That would be at least better than being tied down in the locked room with a psycho. So Robbie told Rajan to free his hands and let him go. But instead of moving towards him once again, Rajan returned to his chair, sat back and sipped his drink. He was thinking yet again, what the hell was wrong with him? What did he want? Robbie told Rajan that he seemed like a very thoughtful guy. He was sure Rajan was a considerate man. Robbie requested him to free him and let him go. Rajan said that he had to think everything through before he took any further steps. This was an unexpected situation and he wanted it to work for his benefit. He said that he had two options in front of him. One was to free Robbie and let him go. And second was to slit his throat and call it self-defense. Robbie told him it was no contest. Option one was best for all of us because everyone would be alive. But Rajan said he was leaning more towards option two. Well, he had said this as he lifted the panties he had found in Robbie's bag. Robbie began to babble saying he didn't know how it got there. He told Rajan that he was an honest thief. He began to tell him about his human side. He lied and said that he had a wife and two kids. He was just a waiter working in a restaurant that was going to shut down and had to do this one job because he needed the money very badly for his daughter's medical treatment. Robbie promised Rajan he would go straight from now on. His criminal life was over. Rajan looked at him and he didn't believe a word Robbie had said that night and also that he didn't care about the law. Robbie could go on stealing, robbing, murdering for all he cared. That wasn't the issue because Rajan himself was not an honest guy. He too worked for a goon. All his money was illegal and that came from criminal activities. He might not be criminal himself but he certainly worked for honor. But right now, at this time, his wife spoke up. She began to confuse things further. She said that the robber was her boyfriend and the reason Rajan had found the stolen stuff in Robbie's bag was not because Robbie was a thief but because she had had enough after the evening's fight with Rajan and she had called him because they were going to Illo. They were taking whatever they could find and would have been out of Rajan's life in a few hours if he hadn't come back earlier than expected. Robbie was shocked to hear this blatant lie. He screamed at her for asking why was she saying this. Why was she confusing the matter even further? 
She shouted back at him that her husband had been openly having affairs, but he wanted her to be a submissive housewife. And now he had to realize that two can play the same game. While he was running around fucking anything that came in his way, she too was enjoying herself. She wasn't going to be the meek housewife any longer. She was going to tell Pommy and everyone what he had done to her. He brought her here from a small town and kept her as a slave for everyone else. She's supposed to be a nice wife, but in her own home, she was a slave, good for nothing but sex. And as she was speaking, shouting, crying, her psycho husband was looking at her with daggers in his eyes. In a fit of rage, he threw the whiskey glass on the floor and he rushed at her. He slapped her and then took her throat in his hands and started to strangle her. For the second time that night, the woman was being choked to death. Robbie saw this and as much as he wanted to slap the woman himself, Robbie couldn't let this happen in front of his eyes. He shouted out to Rajan, telling him to stop or he would kill her. She was already in a weak condition after her suicide attempt. But Rajan, being the psycho that he was, was shouting at her, blaming her for everything, saying she was too sexy and beautiful and whoever saw her, he wanted her. His own goons in the gang were always asking about her, always flirting with her. They were all fellows who wanted to screw her. And that's why he had forced her to wear conservative clothing. He was sick of men lusting for her and fantasizing about her. In his hometown, she would have been shot or stoned and no one would even raise a finger at the killer. Robbie still shouted at Rajan to let her go, but he wasn't listening to him. And finally, the lifeless body of Rajan's wife fell back on the bed. Robbie was shocked. He was distressed. What the hell? He had tried to intervene and save her life, risking his own. Yet she was dead now. His entire good deal had gone for a toss and he had gotten himself into big trouble now. And the husband himself was a psycho, filled with terrible rage. Well, he had witnessed the murder. And now there was no way that he was going to let him walk out alive. Robbie was a dead man and he had to think fast. Rajan had committed one murder. There was no stopping him from committing another now. Robbie had to stop him. He had to become a salesman and give the sales pitch that would save his life. So Robbie started to speak. He told Rajan that this was not his hometown. It wasn't acceptable here to just kill your wife whenever you felt like it. Here, he would be branded a killer and sent to prison. Here, women had rights and the most prominent and important one was the right to be alive at all times. The husband turned towards Robbie and looking around, he picked up the kitchen knife and ran up to him and he put it on his throat. And this was enough motivation for Robbie to bring some common sense into the sales pitch for his life. It had to be the most logical of arguments anyone had ever given while being under the tremendous stress of death. Robbie began to talk smoothly to Rajan saying that he had killed his wife already and he didn't need to kill him because how will he get rid of two bodies? He will have to call his boss Pommy and have to explain what he did. Maybe Pommy would send some of his goons and get rid of Rajan too as it had become a liability now. This reasoning hit Rajan like a punch in his stomach. Robbie knew he was on the right track. So it was clear Pommy couldn't be called in for this. The other option was he would have to dispose of the two bodies himself and disposing of two bodies was twice as difficult as disposing of one. Rajan removed the knife from Robbie's throat and took out his phone and tried to call someone. Robbie had his heart almost stop as he realized that the man he was calling was someone close to him. Tensed moments passed. He kept on pacing. Suspense, thrills and mind-numbing tension. Then suddenly Rajan kept the phone away in frustration. Thank God he was alone. He had no help, thought Robbie. Rajan came to his senses and realized his plan was a no-go. 
He turned to look at Robbie as Robbie asked him who he was calling. Rajan came closer and put his knife at Robbie's throat and they were back to square one. Rajan said he had two loyal goons called Billa and Ranga who could make it all go away. They were real badasses. Robbie said there was no need to call them. They were probably drunk and screwing some whore. Now Rajan had no other option but to work with him. Rajan still wasn't sure and came up with a plan B. He said he would call the cops as he had already had a story he had prepared. He would tell them he came in to see an intruder in his home who had already strangled his wife. And in a rage, he picked up the kitchen knife and attacked the powerful intruder. And in that struggle, he slit the intruder's throat. Robbie shook his head gently because the knife was right at his throat. He said that wouldn't work. It was a double murder and there would be forensics involved. They would replay the crime, look at it from all angles, look at his phone records, ask the neighbors if he ever fought with his wife. They would take fingerprints from all over the home and especially from the neck of his wife. Robbie told Rajan that Rajan's hand was smaller than Robbie's and they would match the strangulation marks on the neck of his wife. And the cops would surely know that it was not he who had killed her, but in fact, Rajan. Now the cops had technology. They could lift fingerprints from the dead person's skin. Robbie knew he was babbling nonsense, but he was trying to put doubts in the psycho's head and it looked like he was succeeding. Robbie told him to think very carefully because both their lives depended on what happened next. Rajan can't call the cops. That was out of the question. Well, he would have disposed of the bodies in a way that they could never be found. How would he take the bodies out of his home for disposal? Of course, he would have to cut the two bodies into small pieces. For that, he would need a large sheet of plastic to stop the blood from seeping into the floor of his home. Robbie kept on speaking, seeding doubts into Rajan's mind. Kept on going, blah, blah, blah. And slowly, from pointing out the flaws in Rajan's plan, Robbie started suggesting remedies. From a critic, Robbie became creative. He became a co-conspirator. From an eyewitness, Robbie became a co-murderer. Robbie started giving him tips on how the body should be disposed of. Robbie had done it more times than he remembered. Robbie suggested using the cover of a car. It's large and the body can be wrapped in it. And he also suggested wearing gloves and getting bleach and getting plastic bags for body pieces, etc. Robbie went in detail through the entire process of chopping up a human body. He also told Rajan that he knew how to get rid of these chopped up parts so that now no one would ever know that such a body had ever existed. There was a farmhouse on the outskirts of town where the chopped parts could be fed to pigs and dogs. Every inch of the body would be gone forever. Robbie even tried to joke. We would feed the bitch to the bitches. This lightened the mood to an extent and Rajan finally removed his knife from his neck. Robbie took this as a positive sign and continued. He told Rajan that he could make the body disappear and Rajan could tell the world that his wife was missing and instead of suspicion on him, people would be pitting him. If he wanted, he could even tell them that his wife had been kidnapped. It would be much cleaner and no one would suspect him. He just had to get his story right. Whatever story he thought was right for him and Robbie would ensure that the part where the wife vanished would stick. It was as if Robbie was taking the rap for the murder that Rajan had committed. All Rajan had to do was to free Robbie and let him do his job. Robbie was a professional and Rajan was an amateur. He was bound to get it wrong and then he would be in prison and Pommy would surely get him killed because Rajan knew so much about him. Rajan was now completely wavering, warming up to the idea. Robbie told him to check his pockets. He will find lock picking tools. Rajan confirmed this by checking Robbie's pockets. Robbie saw that he was beginning to think in the way Robbie wanted him to think. 
Robbie started to tell Rajan well what really had happened. This time the robber swore to tell the complete truth. Robbie said that he was in the home stealing Rajan's badass stuff when his big wife came in and Robbie saw her oozing sex and all and he couldn't stop himself and tried to rape her. She was so sexy how could anyone resist her because of course she was hot so Robbie planned that after he had raped her he would kill her and so that she wouldn't be able to tell anyone about it. But even as he was in the process of having a go at her in came Rajan and ruined it all for him. Then Robbie had to cook up the story that his wife was trying to commit suicide and he was trying to save her. Robbie chuckled and said he knew it sounded silly, but that's what his petty brain could come up with. And Robbie was not a highly educated guy like Rajan, so there were limits to what he could think up of. Rajan nodded and said that the suicide bit was too far-fetched. Why would any thief try and save the very person whom he was trying to steal from? Nobody could be that stupid. Why would anyone try and save a person they didn't even know? It didn't make sense. Today when people see someone dying, instead of saving the person, they shoot a video and post it on YouTube. They share it on WhatsApp and Facebook and like, share and subscribe the videos. Why would anyone try and save the one person who would probably get them arrested? Not for once did Rajan believe that Robbie was there to save his wife. Robbie smiled and said, "Sorry for the cock and bull story, but it was his cock that was doing all the thinking when his wife was in front of him." Robbie explained to him that if he had come just a bit later, he would have found his murdered wife anyway. That is why Robbie had tied her down. Robbie sounded so professional, like a bloody serial killer. He was so cool with his description that Rajan started to believe him. He was now sure that Robbie was an evil, nasty guy and a smart one too. He was sure that Robbie was not his wife's boyfriend. He was sure that he could use him and make him her killer instead. He could pin this on him and make his wife disappear forever. Robbie talked further, ordering him to free him immediately so that they could start to dispose of Rajan's wife's body. Rajan should maybe just go and come back later, and then tomorrow he can start looking for his wife as if she had really vanished. Rajan was still thinking. Robbie knew that he had to convince him. So, he said that he will do all this, but Rajan had to make it worth his while. Robbie said that he wanted the gold chain, the one his wife was wearing, and he wanted the money as well. Robbie told him they were in this crime together, and if he hadn't broken in that evening, this wouldn't have happened. So, Robbie was as much responsible for the murder as Rajan was. And if the cops catch them both, they were going to be in prison. Hearing this logic of Robbie and seeing that Robbie was demanding money for making the body disappear made all of Rajan's doubts disappear and he now understood that Robbie was not going to betray him because he was equally to blame for the crime and Robbie being a professional thief was in it only for the money why would he care about Rajan's wife he was as bad a criminal as Billa and Ranga and the other goons who were working for Pommy if Billa and Ranga were available they would be charging him much more for this task and he couldn't guarantee that they would keep quiet about it but with robby both were equally to blame and it was in their interest to keep this crime hidden so finally rajan came to robby and freed his hands and immediately stepped back rajan was still armed with the knife that was pointing towards robby he was suspecting that robby would attack him now that he was untied robby was just happy to be free he told rajan that he had to act quickly and carefully robby told rajan that he would take the body of his wife away he would cut it up at some other location would use the bed sheet to wrap up the body instead of the car cover. Rajan stepped out of the room still carrying the knife in his hand. Robbie saw that he was a suspicious fellow. He had to go through what he promised. So Robbie got down to doing his part of the deal. He opened the bed sheet and spread it on the ground. Then Robbie pulled the woman's body onto it and he was wrapping it in the bed sheet when he had heard a soft low moan from her. This night was never going to go smoothly, he thought. 
but Robbie felt that this particular one was a pleasant surprise as he realized that the wife was still alive. Robbie stepped back from her and he tried to assess the situation now. She was alive and Robbie was a free man right now. Should Robbie just walk away and let the crazy couple deal with each other? Surely he would try to kill her for good once he found out he had been unsuccessful the first time. If Robbie walked out, this woman was dead alright. Isn't that what she wanted all along? Robbie was confused about what he should do and for the sake of his own safety he began to move away from her. But then he saw her eyes flicker open. Those eyes, those goddamn eyes. There was such pain, such hurt in them. What was Robbie to do now? He couldn't fall for her again. He almost had been killed by that psycho husband earlier. No, not again. So Robbie made up his mind and Robbie chose himself. He stood away from her and called Rajan back. Rajan returned and Robbie pointed out to his wife and told him that she was still alive. He was taken aback. He came up to her and saw her eyes flickering and saw her mouth open. He went close to her and she called him a pig, a bloody swine. Rajan stepped away from her as if she was a ghost. He turned and looked at Robbie. What the fuck? He thought he had killed her. Robbie told him that he had thought wrong. Rajan looked at Robbie and ordered him to go ahead and kill her once and for all. Robbie said it would cost him more. He wanted Rajan to open the safe right now and give him whatever he had in it. He will kill his wife, not by strangling, but by cutting her throat for good. There's no way she'll come back from that. Robbie told him to take a quick decision or else he was walking away. He can do whatever he wants with his wife. And Robbie saw all the fight leave Rajan. His shoulders slumped and he looked like a tired and weak man. He said he was no killer. It was his rage that had made him strangle her. And he couldn't do it again. Especially not when she was so weak and half dead already. He turned to Robbie and said he had to do it. Robbie told him to open the safe and give him everything that was inside. Rajan emptied the safe and gave him the full payment for his wife's murder. Robbie took it all. The night was turning into something good after all. He realized he had made enough that night for him to clear all his debts. He was a free man now. Not just from Rajan but even from Pommy. He could leave town and move far away. Far, far away. Make a new beginning as a new man. An honest man. This payment would ensure that the thief in him was forever dead and the law-abiding citizen in him was born again. But before that, Robbie had to turn into a murderer. Robbie told Rajan to give him his knife. Rajan hesitated for a bit. He didn't want to hand over his only weapon to him. Robbie told him he had already given him the money. He might as well hand over the knife for Robbie to get on with what he needed to do. Rajan nodded and slowly handed over the knife to him. Robbie moved and put the knife on her throat. Rajan looked at Robbie doing so. Robbie asked him if he wanted to watch or should he pull up a chair and just get some popcorn too. Finally, Rajan got the hint. Lowering his head, he walked out. Weak and broken man. Alone, Robbie put tip of the knife on the wife's throat. A speck of red appeared there. Robbie saw her eyes. There was fear in them. Her lips were trembling. She was trying to say something, but was afraid to even breathe because the knife had already pierced her skin. And then Robbie did what he had to do. Robbie killed her and wrapped up her body in the bedsheet. He rolled it up and began to drag it out towards the car. Rajan was back at his bar, pouring a drink to himself. His hands were shaking. He was on edge. Robbie left the body and walked up to him, wiping his hands. Robbie told him it was done. Rajan relaxed. Robbie asked him to pour a large one from his special whiskey. Rajan did so and Robbie gulped it down. Robbie told Rajan to pretend that his wife wasn't at home when he returned late that night. He had seen nothing suspicious in the home. The stuff his wife had broken should be cleaned and thrown away. The house should be cleaned up so there was no evidence of any wrongdoing. 
and sometime during the next day rajan should pretend to start to get worried about his wife and start calling up people rajan agreed he had some time to practice a story and get it right he began to think about it and turned his back to him and as he did so robby slid in behind him and wrapped a cord around his throat and pulled now it was rajan's turn to be choked all of robby's strength came into play as rajan tried to break free but robby had enough of him now it was rajan's turn to be choked all of robby's strength came into play as rajan tried to break free but robby was done with him and he kept on with the relentless pressure even after rajan's legs had given away robby kept on pulling the cord wrapped around his neck for a couple of minutes till he was sure that rajan was dead and then he dropped his lifeless body to the ground robby grabbed his bag and cleaned up the place especially the places which he had touched and left in a hurry the end but wait that's not what really happened this is what robby wanted to do it was his wishful thinking robby would have loved to kill the psycho husband that's what he had imagined but that's not what happened here's what actually happened after wrapping the wife's body in a bed sheet robby went up to rajan at the bar and told him to pour a large bag for him after gulping that robby told rajan now he would have to dispose of the body for that he needed his car rajan gave the keys to him robby told him he would bring it back once he was done robby lifted the wrapped body of his wife and took it to the car put it in the back seat he got into the driver's seat rajan came to see him off robby nodded and then drove away robby was safely on the road away from the psycho husband he told her that she could come out now the wife unwrapped herself from the bed sheet in the back seat and sat up breathing hard she looked around and saw that she was all right she was alive and free she was away from the psycho husband at last for a second you did think na that robby was a real psycho killer didn't you <laughs> well to tell you the truth robby was not a psycho he was not a rapist and neither was he a vicious killer he was just a thief plain and simple robby couldn't kill anyone even if you paid him millions to do it but robby would take the money anyway and yes one last thing Robby may not be a very good thief but he certainly was a very good actor so this is what happened some time ago before robby wrapped the body in the bed sheet if you remember robby had put the knife on the wife's throat piercing the skin enough to draw a speck of blood then robby went real close to her his lips close to her ears as if he was going to kiss her robby really wanted to scare her like he was a real rapist and all he asked her what was it going to be death or life she wanted to die all evening and now she was getting her wish fulfilled was she pleased robby saw tears in her eyes she was crying and her body was shaking with her sobs and this made the knife dig deeper in the throat robby wanted her to really feel that he was going to kill her he wanted her to be sure that it was going to happen only then would she truly know what she wanted so he asked her again what was she trying to say what did she want now more than anything else and in between panic sobs she said the magic words the ones that robby was dying to hear she said she didn't want to die just yet robby asked her if she was sure because if she wanted to die right now why postpone it robby would make her death quick but she said she was unsure she wanted to live to see another day robby asked her if he let her live would she try to kill herself again she said no she wouldn't Robby made her promise and she did so and then Robby removed the knife from her throat and heard her say one thing 
you are letting me live but rajan won't let me leave home alive i can help you out of this mess robbie said but for that you have to die for some time robbie told her what he had in mind and that is how he sneaked her out of the cage that was her home she was free now to do what she wanted maybe go to the cops get her husband arrested for attempted murder or just go under the radar and lie low and pop up in front of her husband when he least expected her whatever she wanted she could do and robbie would help her in whatever little way he could robbie looked at the time he felt it should be morning by now but he was shocked to see it was just 11 o'clock god damn it he thought he had spent half his life in there when it was only around 2 and 1/2 hours it was a fine fine night robbie switched on the music and whistled along with the song as robbie drove away she came forward and sat next to him despite all that had happened she was smelling like roses and she seemed relieved and she glowed she looked at him and said that she had nowhere to go robbie asked her what she wanted to do she wanted money first of all without that she could not survive for long robbie asked her what she meant she was free now what was the problem she told him what she thought would happen now rajan was working for pommy he was pommy's accountant robbie told her that he knew all about this but then she told him something no one knew about pommy had been relentlessly proposing to her to leave her husband to move in with him pommy would deal with rajan and make him vanish but she had been pretending to be a shy loyal wife all along and pommy had kept his hands off all this while but now pommy would know that she was missing and inquire from rajan there would be people looking for her she would be found out somewhere or the other pommy would own her then so if she wanted her freedom she had to have money a lot of money to be able to skip town robbie understood what she was saying robbie wanted to help her but he needed the money he had made that night for himself he couldn't just give it to her but he could certainly help her he thought about it and took a decision death game that was dangerous for the contestant but she was about to kill herself some time ago would she do it robbie thought he would tell her all about it if she agreed to become a participant then he too would get a finder's fee so he told her about the death game it took some time to explain and she asked a lot of questions she couldn't believe that something of this kind was really happening in her town robbie answered all her questions and assured her it was true and he told her how much she could make in one night she was stunned that money would help her wipe the slate clean and let her make a new beginning she agreed to play the game robbie agreed to take her to the place the death game was scheduled two nights later till then she could hole up somewhere and after the death game if she was lucky with the money she got she could make a clean getaway the very next day the only downside was that she could probably die and not live to see the next day but he had to help her and this was the best way he could he felt positive and knew it was a win win for both of them he was sure robbie introduced himself and said his name was rabinder but everyone called him robbie he asked her what her name was she replied samina a beautiful and unique name thought robbie just like the person it belonged to 